Hi, welcome to the third space. Hey, I'm s- Kevin Weir. Excuse me there. Excuse me there. Uh, yeah? I'm, uh, I'm an inspector. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Um, well, I mean, we're about to... Sure, yeah. Sure, whatever. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm on the lookout for some pests. Have you seen any termites around? Small little buggers eat through wood? Thank you. Sorry, pests? Okay. Uh, t- no, no, I haven't seen uh, any termites in the area. All right. Well, what about cockroaches? Those are a little bigger. Maybe those caught your eye. Okay, so you literally mean pests. Uh, no, no, I haven't seen any cockroaches. N- neither of those. All right, look, I'm looking for a mouse named Stuart. He's got lots of known associates. Seen him or heard of him? Stuart? No, I haven't seen a mouse named Stuart. Look, I know there are rats in this neighborhood, and you're going to show me where. Do you mean like animal rats or like people who are going to flip and tell you something? Hey, watch it. Okay. Do you even have a warrant for this? Oh, I'll be back. I know Stuart's around here somewhere. I'll see you with a warrant. Okay. I guess we'll do the podcast now. Hey, Stuart, you better get out of here, man. Cybertron of your backyard, Kevin. Yes. The UK? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing good. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't slept at all this week. Been. <laughs> I mean, that that's bad. It's not, it's not great. I mean, you know, that's more of the... There are nights where I'm like, I haven't slept at all, and I mean that literally. Uh, this is more of one of those like, oh, man, I haven't slept at all, which means, you know, it's been like four hours each night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just working on stuff. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that if I uh, feel... Ah, uh, the life of a creative person who's working on projects. Yes, look, I'm working on something. <laughs> look, I just, I feel like... I need to start with that so that people know that if I am more <laughs> weird and out of it than usual, that's the reason why. I'm pretty I re- sure, Kevin, that if we get more weird, we're actually, like, turning the corner and getting closer <laughs> to normal people. Uh, I mean, that, that is that is possible. I just yeah. know when I was according to my other podcast, the one that I cheat on you with, yeah, um, yeah, that it's an open relationship. You, you podcast philanderer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I cuckold you with another podcast. Yeah. Um. Then in that one, I was when I was listening back through it, I'm like, man, what is happening to me? So I just want to pre warn everybody. Make sure everyone has a concept of where my brain might be going. But if there's a week to be somewhat strange it seems like this might be that week it's definitely the week where we put a bunch of random generators to task to make a world yes so if i do (laughs) want to slowly dissolve into goo it's a pretty Um, good one to do it yeah 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 it's not bad i'm here i can basically do this all by myself you just got to click the generators ah (laughs) (laughs) Mm, good i shall be the deadest of weights dragging you down to the bottom of the sea uh, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a Jughead laugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do Three Stooges, whichever one of them does that. 
Uh, but, I don't. I don't know. Let's say Curly. Man, I would love if in Riverdale, <laughs> if the if the new hot Jughead, the one played by Cole Sprouse, just went yeah 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 yeah. Like the rest of the show is still it, very I mean, serious. It's, it's an iconic laugh. Um. <laughs> the rest of the show is still very serious and uh, uh, over and over dramatic and not very good. Uh, but that moment, just that moment, going yeah 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 yeah, be. Worth it for every episode. Well, you'll know uh, when Evil Jughead shows up because that's how he'll do the laugh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's 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 a good thing. I'll keep that in mind. I'll yeah. put it in my notes so that when I hear that, I'm like, ah, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy knew Riverdale all along. Uh, the reason why he doesn't watch it is because he knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, no one, <laughs> no one knows Riverdale, much less the people writing it. But we have to do our own thing in this machine that I built in my backyard that haunts my dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it has that effect. That's why we built it in your backyard. <laughs> yes, because I am uh, most able to deal with the proximity to to it though i think i I, also you told me you don't sleep so yeah i do want to uh i just want to broach the subject of possibly doing some sort of like i don't know custody trade every so often because it is starting to scream in the middle of the night i mean we could do that but i'm right by the bird reserve kevin and the birds would hate that I'm, I'm I'm not saying we have to do it. I'm just saying like maybe we could um, plan to have a talk about having a talk about maybe uh, getting it away from me. Well, you know what? My lawyers will be in touch. Okay, okay. That, I mean, that's good. That's that's more progress than we've made before. I'm I'm happy with that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna wind it up, uh, which is what it says this week. I guess is a winding <laughs> mechanism. <laughs> I'm going to take the key, stick it in the little hole, and just go... Sure, and I'll do the theme song. Yeah. Pop goes the world. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hit me so hard. I wasn't expecting that such a morbid ending. Well, you said it was a wind-up. And apocalypse. Yay, the apocalypse. All right, so we got a bunch of these uh, generators. We're going to roll through them. We're going to create a world, use them. At this point, we've done this about a million times. But if it's your first time... uh, We'll explain the generators as they come up. I feel like it's just going to be easier that way. It, it, It honestly is. It honestly is. The first one, though, is as every world has... That we talk about a genre. Yeah, it's a genre generator, and it's a a, a, a generator we made ourselves because we were unhappy with the genres we were getting before. Yes. So we have constructed one, and we will roll, and we'll see what we get. Uh, and this uh, could be a mashup. It could be a mashup. Most which, likely, it will be just a sing, single. If, it, one. if it's a mashup, we roll twice, and if we roll a mashup again, we roll twice again onto that. So, so we could up to three. I mean, no, there's a potential of infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, the entire <laughs> podcast is just us re-rolling. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I, the genre that I rolled that our world will be uh, inspired by is Sega. Not, oh, not, not, se- not Sega. Not like Sonic. It's Saga. Sorry. Saga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sega. No, it's Saga. <laughs> 
saga. Okay. Well, there's a bald man. He's got a red mustache. Um, <laughs> he really hates hedgehogs. <laughs> he love he hates animals because they have rings. <laughs> um, he either hates or loves hedgehogs. It's it's honestly unclear. Okay, well, this is pretty interesting because this is the first sort of old-timey genre we've ever really drawn. Yeah, what, uh, pray tell, me, specifically me, what is a saga? Well, a saga is generally a story that is spread out over maybe a, a, a person's entire lifetime. Uh, it's It's a legendary tale about usually a person or maybe a city... Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe a creature, um, but generally sagas are the centerpieces of mythologies. Yeah. Now, when we added saga to this list, I did take a moment to look up exactly like saga. Like, hey, what is the dictionary definition of a saga? They what are. Did you, what did you find, Kevin? Well, they're primarily stories composed in Iceland and El- and elsewhere in Scandinavia. They're, most sagas feature Viking voyages, migration to Iceland, or feuds between, like, Viking families. So very, very Viking-heavy. Viking-centric. Yeah, and then they kind of, um, uh, they, from there, it was used with the idea of, like, those, that term saga went on to sort of just be, like, this sort of midi, like, middle age idea of big stories because yeah, usually I, usually I think, these... I think it translated directly originally to something like grand tale yeah these um these stories were about like i said they're about voyages they are about feuds between families that would last a long time yeah yeah like they're, they're, they they tend to be they span multiple generations they they have like folk elements to them yeah, and, and a lot of the really popular sagas sort of have intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of, like, maybe the mythological beast they'll mention, or they'll be like, oh, yeah, and the, this wandering warrior was there, too, or this smith guy was there, or uh, this sword from this other story is there. Yeah, the thing that I think would set a world that is a saga apart from other worlds is because more than every other genre, a saga is based around storytelling. It is like, yeah, you you get like a Western and sure, there's stories told with Westerns, but that is more more of that than a saga, which is a storytelling thing. So somehow this has to be a world where storytelling is important or somehow... Really yeah, I, ingrained. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the only thing I'll add is that I think the world also has to have the idea of travel or voyage baked into it. Yeah, this is a world where things are very far apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll have to see what once we start getting moods and aesthetics, but this is a far apart. This is a world where it's like, oh man, you want to go down the down the street to go get a uh, an ice cream cone. Oh man, that's gonna take like weeks, dude. Yeah. It's also a world you need to be a, able to imagine an old Norse person like <laughs> flipping through a journal and reading you the story about. Yeah, uh, and that is every single thing you do. If you are just going down the street to get a um, ice cream cone, someday an old, uh, an old like bearded dude with braids is just going to be flipping <laughs> through a book, being like, "I remember when my grandfather told me of the the walk." To the 7-Eleven. 
the sun was high in the sky that day. And they were hot and required something to cool them down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so a troll stood in their way. <laughs> An ice troll. <laughs> and he was like, you want some cream? And they were very, very upset by that. And that troll was soon arrested. Yeah. Um, just for, because Asaga is less um, popular mm-hmm. uh, than most genres we tackle. you have any sort of modern uh, takes on Asaga that, that we could give as an example? I mean, there's the book, <laughs> I get, there's the book Saga, <laughs> which I don't, <laughs> here's the thing about Saga. I'm not sure if I would consider it a saga. It's called Saga and kind yeah. of a saga. Um, the most modern saga, I mean, uh, Doctor Who. Yep, yep. Just on pure size and the fact that it follows one person. Yes, uh, that that would apply. I think, um, I mean, there's the game Banner Saga. There's the uh, game Banner, Banner Saga. Which or, which is not, it doesn't have the across generations part of a saga, but it has basically everything else. Yeah, so if you want to uh, want to pronounce it correctly, it would be Bonner Saga. Yeah. Yeah, using that using the proper A pronunciation, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or it would be Banner Saga. Sega. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Kevin. Well, yeah. I think I think we've explained enough on that front. The second the, generator. I, that I we... will clarify one thing. The reason it's hard to be like what are what are modern day sagas is that saga kind of by its nature is an old thing. So yeah, yeah. we we kind of have to take we kind of have to remove the idea of history or like an old tale from it and more of make a world where those things are somehow important or come up all the time. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think, I think what it is is we make a world where the things that would happen in a saga are necessary in this world. Yeah. Uh, well, that took, that took a while because we had never had a saga before, but I think we, I think we did a pretty good job of setting up what that would mean in the world we're about to make. I think so too, Kevin. Yeah. And now it all might go down the drain because instead of a somber Norse story, uh, we're going to get a random mood. We so, are getting a random mood. This might be the first ever joyous saga. I will, um, say, I will say, unlike last time, I've not been asking you how many times you want me to roll. Because that's not how random things work. So I'm going to only roll once. Yeah. Ba-boom! Give me a mood. Okay. What? Now, those, now that, now, I'll tell you right now, this mood we just got is 100%... Uh, Camp, it's assertive, but many mistake it for being uncertain. How can you be assertive and uncertain? <laughs> uh, I mean, you could be very firm in your choice not to decide. Yeah, that <laughs> seems like what it is. Oh, that's why the journeys take so long. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, I will go to the 7-Eleven to get an ice cream. In fact, I know no. The, I know the path is left or right, so instead <laughs> I will travel down the center until I know for sure. Uh, <laughs> Before I leave, I must read the stories of the old ones to figure out which what path is the one I should take. <laughs> and the stories are mostly them reading other stories. But I, I, I am think, sure. I think actually, um, it actually, it, when, in terms of storytelling, what that mood tells us is that 
everybody has a very definite direction. They just don't know how to get there. Yeah, well, I think, I think, and this is great for, I think, this world so far. <laughs> this is a world where everybody's like, I guess I'm going out and doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go do it. Going to go do it. <laughs> Bye. Don't know when I'll be back. W- what? <laughs> I'm doing something. I don't know what yet. <laughs> this is a world of wanderlust. <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, I think n- I think no. so far signs point towards that, but I'm not willing to consign the world to wanderlust just yet. Well, it's not even wanderlust because you're like, I have a goal in mind. I just don't know what that goal is yet. Yeah, which is wanderlust, which is like, I don't care where I'm going. Yeah, this is a world of directionless purpose. <laughs> uh, so far, we've had quite a, an oxymoronic statement. <laughs> <laughs> what this this world so far is oxymoronic. Yep. Yep. <sighs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. It, it usually comes together. Yep. We do have to roll our aesthetic and figure out what this is. And if right. we roll something with Viking in it, then we know that we're getting another one of those those episodes where the where the janitors are just like, here, you've had a hard day. <laughs> Kevin, I heard you were tired. Hmm. Uh-huh. I'll tell you right now, uh, it's not going to give us an easy one, though this okay. I still think fits pretty well. The aesthetic we have is Sports Spirit. Okay. Sport. And we've had Spirit before. I think we had Ghost Spirit, which is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> but I. But in this case, Spirit sounds different. It's not a ghost anymore. It's not a spirit. It's Sports Spirit. Yeah, it's Sports Spirit, which kind of means like... Amping out the crowd, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it do- team spirit a little bit. Yeah, it sounds less like the um the definition of spirit that's like, ooh, it's a spirit, it's a soul, and now it's like, um, oh, what would be the definition? For- maybe it's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just maybe just every everyone. Wait, drink- so you're telling me it's just sports drink is our aesthetic? I was more thinking just just rowdy people getting drunk and going on adventures and being like, yeah. Sports. <laughs> you know, I I think Kevin, I think I think I like the idea of taking of taking the general rowdiness of a sports crowd yeah. and applying that to their attitude and looks for for everything in this world. Yeah, once again, this is aesthetic. Aesthetic is really just the look over them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and and the look of the world. Yeah. Um, so I I really like that idea. Um, and I, I think, unlike a lot of our other aesthetics, we have to apply it to each thing as it comes up. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I I think I I like this idea. I like the idea that this is a world of people who are, what was it, directionally directionless, uh, who are just, like, passionate. I mean, and... they're amped up about where they're going to end up. Yeah, this this is not a world of like you started saying before. It's not this is not a world of somber Vikings. This is a world of <laughs> aggressive Vikings. I mean, this is a world of Icelandic soccer fans, Kevin. Yeah, this this is a world of people constantly being like, "Hold my beer, I might be back." <laughs> Hold my beer. Actually, I'm going to take that with me. This is uh... this is a world of half drunk, have half drunken drinks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you're constantly like that. That's why it seems uncertain. They're like, why? Why is no one finishing everything? Anything? Do they? Do they not believe that is what they should be doing? But instead, no. It's because they get so excited about something else. 
They gotta go do it. Yeah. Like this this there is none of that toxic sports spirit in this. This is all that good, like, yeah. Yeah, th- rah, this rah. isn't this isn't the crowd electing to use their cheers to just boo the other team. This is the crowd just cheering on their own team. Yeah. I mean hey, maybe cheering on the other team as well. There's a lot of spirit in them. <laughs> so much spirit. Overflowing. Because if it's a team spirit, I would be like, yeah, this is about your team. These both are just the general idea of sports. I guess that's true. It's just you, sports spirit. Yeah, you, is, These are just the people walking around who are pumped for the Olympics. They're not excited about any one event. No, no. they Just, <laughs> just like, the Olympics. They just like the idea that the Olympics are happening. Yes. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Truly good. the people we need in this dire time, Kevin. It's just someone who's excited about stuff. Yeah. Just things. I mean, they, they, they want, they want you know, obviously things that are very mobile and energetic. But, hey, anything can be a sport, I guess. You know what? I also like the idea because in sports journalism, there's the idea of the sports saga. Yeah. Which is, you know, over multiple seasons, what happens to a team, what happens to a player. Well, that that's why there is this um, innate idea of storytelling in this world because it's telling the story of an event and people being like yeah we, we were down <laughs> we were we were down by by uh you know by 10 points but then <laughs> but then we got but then we got the ball and we drove to the basket repeatedly i was fought. traveling along the oregon trail we were <laughs> down 10 points uh, <laughs> dysentery was on all sides um <laughs> Now I was making an a- I could make an actual thing involving basketball, one of the few sports I understand. That and baseball. Uh, I mean, I actually understand a lot of sports. I can't get football. There's too much going on in there. It's nonsense with things like, oh well, you you take a knee and that's a that's a tactic that you use. And I'm like, I can't I can't handle this. Yeah, if you don't think you can get past the 20 yard line, Kevin, keep up. I I don't I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, Kevin, we do have to move on. We do. We have um, one more for this right. part. This generator is going to generate a world, uh, a physical world, and mm-hmm. we're just going to take one detail and a creature from that. We got to take whatever we like from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. So I rolled and we got uh, – I can't remember. So, so we've got a creature from it. There we go. That's what it is. Uh, so we have many colored flyers okay. that patrol the oceans, okay. diving suddenly to catch their prey. They track their prey down by scent. Okay, okay, okay. Now here, now here's what I like to imagine. They dive down, you being a good athletic boy, grabs one, and you just fly off somewhere. Across I the mean, ocean. I mean, I definitely think that's one sort of journey that people take in this world. Maybe that's the journey you take when you're like a youth. It's like you're about to become a man. Go grab a flyer and go <laughs> this somewhere. Is, this is the coming of age ceremony. You just like catch on to a bird and fly off. <laughs> well, the idea that this is patrols the ocean really makes me feel like they go pretty far distances. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. I agree. I, I'm thinking that these are kind of like albatross type type birds but Ooh, like yeah. maybe even larger than an albatross yeah they're they're just rocks and of many colors yeah they're they're as colorful as like the uh the dragon puppets that they have in the mm-hmm. chinese new year parade weirdly enough this one's actual physical uh like look i think actually fits kind of well for this world 
it says that this is a supercontinent with small, shallow oceans. Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. That makes sense for when we said, like, there's dis, like, because there's, there's still, I, I think small is obviously relative, but the idea being that you have a choice. You sail across the ocean to get to the other side, which is a journey, or you yeah. walk across, walk along the side of the ocean, which is still a journey. Yeah. And here's the thing. The, the land is a maze of steep valleys. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of ups and downs then. Yeah. It, I don't know what this means. The land is covered in vertical blue sheets of plant matter. Yeah, we're not doing that one. Well, but doesn't that <laughs> just seem to imply also just more mazes? Um, yeah, but I, I, I less like the idea of mazes. If we were doing some other type well, no, of I, I don't, story, I, don't think, I think I would lean towards more that. I don't but... think I, I literally mean like a labyrinth maze. I just mean like that is the reason why places tend to be not built super close together because you literally just don't have like the spaces is not large sweeping planes. You can just build a city that grows bigger and bigger on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Kevin judging from what we know about this world uh, and its geography. Yeah. Uh, and that people catch rides on these colorful birds. Yeah. Is that most of the cities are going to be next to the ocean. Well, and the, well, the reason that I, I actually like the, I, though I, I don't, the, vertical blue sheets of plant matter the reason i like that is because that sounds like something you can climb up so you can stand on top of and you can look out across the land and that is we already have mountains kevin mountains are climbable things yeah but this is plant matter which are easier climbed yeah but it's a saga kevin it's supposed to take time it's supposed to be a struggle well yeah you're still climbing a plant i think you i think there's <laughs> what's a... what sounds more epic kevin climbing a plant or climbing a mountain I mean, a, a, a plant that's a vertical blue sheet? <laughs> yeah, but that's normal on this planet. Well, yes, but but that means, but mountains are normal on our planet. Yeah, and how many people do you know go out and climb mountains all the time, Kevin? I mean, a lot, actually. Where we, where we live, yes. Yeah, okay, we're an exception. Because <laughs> we live next to the Rockies. I think giving people more things to have beautiful vistas looking off of only does to enhance the idea of going on an adventure. Basically, what you're telling me is you just want the mountain climb to be a little bit easier, so let's put those blue plants on them. I don't think that makes it easier. We don't know. They could be slick plants. <laughs> I think the idea is just that, that that means that when people have to go get, like, maybe they're edible to be able to go to these sheets and pick off the plants, which means even just going for food involves climbing up something. Okay, and that's you hard. Seem, you seem like you really want the plants, so I'm gonna let you. Have I it, think Kevin. they. I think it's a very cool. Th I I don't fully understand what that means. A vertical blue sheet of plant matter, but I think I that's mean, cool. I, I, picture, I picture it just like a ton of ivy, but it's blue. Yeah, and it just sort of hangs in the air. <laughs> oh, it's not on anything. It does. <laughs> it doesn't seem to imply it's on anything. It says the land is covered in vertical blue sheets of plant matter. Like it doesn't. Right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't say. It doesn't say that th that it's the mountains are covered in it or the walls are covered in it. <laughs> I like. I like that in your tired state of mind, you were like, "Oh yeah, vertical sheets of plant. Those must be suspended in the middle of the air." I mean, not. I mean, they're obviously on the ground, but yeah, they're they're, they're like um, what do you call oh, so it? Are they're like bamboo. You think? Well, I was. I mean, maybe I was actually more thinking like they're almost naturally growing uh, hedges. 
<laughs> like hedge walls that are just very well <laughs> maintained. <laughs> they just go straight up. Except they're not. They just grow straight up. Yeah. Don't got to maintain that shit. They got to maintain it. It goes straight up. They, they don't go to the sides. You can live next to one. You have to worry about it growing over your uh T- Tell your you house. what, Kevin. Tell you what, Kevin. Yeah? In this world, the you in this world, your saga is about climbing these plants. <laughs> I think it's just part of the thing. I think so, Maybe you want to get yourself some, like, you know, cool blue plant matter. So maybe, okay. maybe they're covered in cool berries that taste like uh, Jolly Ranchers. Okay, so my question is, Kevin. One last how thing. How do one last okay. thing? The air, okay. the air is thin, so everyone has very good breath control. I guess. I mean, uh, that that fits with the whole Nordic type thing. Yeah. Um, what we have to do, Kevin, before we move on, is how do we make this world fit the aesthetic of sports spirit? How to make this world? I mean, I the the idea of the the land being a maze of steep valleys. I think, I I think we're going for. I think we're literally going toward like Olympics. Like the way that the land is set, it requires a lot of jumping, requires a lot of running, requires a lot of climbing. You gotta throw a javelin for some reason. <laughs> you gotta go snipe a target from far away. Yeah, some cross country skiing in all there. All of the Olympics, every single. Every single one, yes. <laughs> um, apparently, they're doing an Olympics that was just bouldering, so it means you're not really climbing up; you're just sort of climbing yeah, yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, rock climbing is you know is now part of the Olympics, so that's. I mean, rock climbing is hard, so I can respect that. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I think the idea is that this world just really favors people who are favors the athletically favors the athletically inclined like like as i said there's not many places that are just straight flat land so the idea is that when you're young you're athletic and you're sporty and that's what you do to get around then as you get older you You just become scary spice when you're older yeah, because you're sporty spice, and then you transition later life, and you're just scary. I'm just saying you've been through you've been through a lot of stuff. I'm just telling you right now, you're gonna be an old baby. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Maybe you become baby that's spice. Fair. Yeah, maybe become baby spice. Yeah, you get old. I guess, I guess you could also be a horny old person. So that's a ginger spice. <laughs> that's where we're going with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the thing I don't think I think when you get older, you become the storyteller, telling. The sagas of your youth and your friends. I uh, gotcha. What's what up? sort of spi- what sort of spice is that? Um, cumin. <laughs> time. Wait, did, did you say human <laughs> or cumin? It's a cumin, and then I said time. Yeah, yeah. Rosemary. <laughs> Frankincense. Mm, those, those don't seem like Spice Girls to me. Mm, no, maybe maybe <laughs> it's more of a Scarborough fair thing. <laughs> that's a blend that's a blend god damn it <laughs> okay. okay so yeah we got a world that's um at this point is pretty it, it really needs people who are athletic it, it's a, I, I, th- I think more than anything it needs people who are adventurous yeah like i the thing is that it is a place where if you want to get things even for your city maybe you have to go places like I mean, we'll get into this more when we get into the people and see what they're about but this world favors the get up and do, get up and go. Yeah. The, this world favors walking 500 miles to lay down at your door. Yes. Well, you well, first you walk 500 miles, then you walk 
500 more just to yeah, be just the man who walked a thousand miles all right let's just go to commercial <laughs> This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by Rent-A-Title. Hey, you think your name is boring? Maybe you'll want to put more on it. You want to be something a little bit more special. Maybe you want explicit land rights and control of, over the people that live on your land. Maybe you'll look at the space around you and you're like, hey, this could be a duchy. This could be a barony. Yeah, I want to be a duke. You want to be a duchess. We can do that for just a low, low price of $50 for 24 hours. That's right. For $50 for 24 hours, you could be a Duke. Or maybe you're thinking, hey, maybe why, why be a Duke? Maybe I could be an Archduke. Maybe I could be higher. Maybe I could be a Viscount. Yeah. Maybe maybe I could do all those things. And that, those prices, oh, we have all of them. You know, 75 $100. How much you got? What kind of title do you want? 24 hours. Now I know what you're thinking, and I know what you're asking. Hey, won't this create some sort of weird title-based arms race amongst our neighborhood as everyone tries to one-up the person next to them? We also have economic titles, like CMO, CGA, CFO, BFG, and many more. So come down to rent a title today. And add an acronym to your name. All right, Kevin. Yes. We have a world that hinges so much on the people who inhabit it. So please generate a people for us to use here on this planet. All right. These people. Um, oh, uh, I mean, they're based on the Dutch. Okay. So they're, they're people. I'm going to skip right to the end because we're, we're pretty good here. They are generally very athletic. Awesome. Yeah. However, they are an uninventive race. I mean, that makes sense, Kevin. Their main mode of transport <laughs> is to catch a multicolored bird. I, I like the idea that the, that's – so the thing about sagas is that it they – when you have – especially fictional sagas, the things are like, oh, they last forever. Yeah. And nothing really changes, it feels like. I think of Lord of the Rings, which people could say is a saga. Of sorts, um, yeah. Of sorts. I, I would um, say Frodo's story is a saga. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, and in Frodo's story, in the books, a lot of time goes by. I think in the books, like, 50, like, it's, it's like, like the ring is given from, from Bilbo to Frodo, and Gandalf's like, mm, that ring's weird, I'll be back in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the books, I'm pretty sure it's that long. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or, or like they call Star Wars a saga, and I guess it is, if it is following a family throughout generations. Yeah. But nothing like there's no all of a sudden new innovations, and when there are new innovations, the audience gets very angry. Yeah, the audience is like, "This isn't the thing. Something new." Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it makes sense that this, <laughs> this, these people. Very slowly, they're like they're not really making anything new because they're like, no, you go on an adventure. I mean, really, really, what we're saying is these people are about experiencing life through travel and adventure rather than Absolutely. inventing or innovating. Yeah, they're, they're they're like the townspeople from Beauty and the Beast who are like teaching women to read. 
making a washing machine terrible. I hate all of this. Where's Gaston? He's cool. Where's Gaston? He can. He's especially good at expectorating. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm just going back from the bottom. I guess they are. They are. However, are economical and protective, mm-hmm. but they are hateful toward other people. Okay, I think that's our first sort of wrench in this whole world. That they're hateful? Well, because with sports spirit, it's such a, a positive – they're just amped about doing stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they are. But, I mean, I guess the, the thing is there has to be – there always has to be another team. And maybe maybe they are – or it doesn't have to be another team. I guess it has to be not sports. I mean, I guess it – maybe not sports – you know, may, maybe this world is segregated because of this into two different stratums, Kevin. Okay. The people who go out and do stuff and the people who are t- just telling the stories. Okay. I think there's got to be some animosity between them if they're hateful. All right, that makes sense. Um, Their social structure is like that of the bee. All right. So they're in hives. I guess. Well, that that makes sense. They're in tight knit communities. I think is, is yes. what that means with a, with a single matriarchal, I guess, leader. I guess so. I've seen social structure on here. They are matriarchal, but with the B makes it feel like there is one that everybody like works like that is the person that we work for. <laughs> no, that oh, is the one. You know what it is, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Uh, the queen is the person who's writing down the sagas of the of the the town or whatever. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's, it's the lore keeper, right? Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the great lore keeper queen. Yeah. Queens. Uh, I like that. I think that's a pretty good thing. Is there anything about, I'm trying to think of like the social, 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 I guess, I guess there's still also the idea that there's workers and there are, uh, soldiers. Yeah. Abs- <laughs> that's the thing absolutely. about bees, right? Absolutely. But I think it's more along the lines of, instead of workers and soldiers, we have storytellers and adventurers. Okay. I'm... Honestly, trying to remember um, <laughs> what the difference between ants and bees are <laughs> in this social structure. Because I think I'm confusing them. Um, well, ants have worker drones. Uh, whereas I think bees are just called workers. Because I believe the bees have some more autonomy than the ants do. Okay. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. I don't know enough about... Hey, if there's any etymologists out there, uh, sh- shut up. You think you're better than me because you know what bugs are? You think you're better than me because you understand things that I don't Can understand? you stop fighting with our one listener who's actually an etymologist? <laughs> Not etymologist. That is something different. I don't... Which I, an etymologist. Oh, sorry, sorry. I misheard you. I don't know what an epto what an eptomologist is. I don't know if that's a thing. Isn't that a person who studies the origin of words? Eptomology? I, I, I think that's etymology. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm just wrong on all maybe the words. Made, it's made up a word. <laughs> what you need is an eptomologist. <laughs> ah, a person who studies made up words. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, their culture. Their culture is inspired by the heavy metal subculture. I mean, we're back. We're back up in in Nordic lands, Kevin. Back, to, yeah. Back to the uh, back to the Vikings. Now it gets weird though because we we have both cult. So this one gave us social structure, culture, and lifestyle, which we don't always get. Yeah. So 
well, the well, their culture is inspired by the heavy metal subculture, which so you know, lots of lots of uh, makeup and like. I mean, that fits with spikes. sports spirit too. You know, they just they paint their face in their in their village colors. Yeah, they got shoulder pads. I'm thinking Guar, <laughs> like they're real Guar. You always think Guar, like every single time oh, heavy metal comes guar. up, you're just like Guar. Well, because when you look, because here's the thing, you can look at like other heavy metal bands and be like, okay, you know what? I see where you're going. You can look at like Dragon Force, which I think they count as heavy metal, yeah, and be like, yeah, you know, I see where you're going for. You all kind of look at normal people. They see Guar, and you can only be like, yeah, you're heavy metal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, the, yeah, that's exactly what you it's are. The only thing that you are. This is the only thing. You're nothing else. You are that. You are that one thing. You can see the logos of heavy metal bands and be like, I know that that's a heavy metal band because I can't read it. <laughs> I, I can't read it, and the entire edging is in silver. Yeah, you're, you're. That's not a name that is you proclaiming you are heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. All right, but their lifestyle is like that of the nun. Oh. So they are be they're heavy metal bee nuns. <laughs> My new show on Netflix, <laughs> heavy metal bee nuns. Uh, okay. I be having none of that. Uh, is the slogan of the show. <laughs> Great. Well, I guess we're done here, Kevin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we will, we'll, we'll have to bring in this other stuff that we came through soon. Uh, but first, Heavy Metal Bee Nuns. Tell me about these, Jeremy, because I don't know what I just said. Um, well, we already sort of handled the bee portion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's talk about nuns. Nuns are uh, people, specifically yes. women in our world, um, yeah. who have devoted themselves uh, to religion. Yes. But are unable uh, to actually ascend through the ranks religiously. Oh, right. Yeah. The the entire thing about nuns is because they are like, oh, well, priests. Mm, yeah, you can keep going up. But you... You kind of always stay at the lowest yeah, level. You're, you, you're just a sister. Sister, you never really get to be a mother or anything. Like, there's mother superior. There's a you, mother you superior. One. One of, you get one. You get one. How many fathers one. are there? Oh, there's so many. There's so many fathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then the idea is, I mean, do we do we really take into like the idea of the whole vows thing? Because here's the thing. It cannot be chastity because no, no, that it's means definitely not chastity. What what I yeah. think, Kevin, is is rather than this being about like a religious vow or anything like that, I think it kind of has to symbolize that once you choose whatever path, like storyteller, adventurer, you know, yeah. whatever, chances are you're going to be stuck in that path unless you get extremely lucky and become the new like lore queen. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. So essentially, the the ways we sort of take it by putting in a little bit of like, um, because uh, nuns you can kind of say are the equivalent of like monks or friars. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the idea of that that of an enclosed order, it doesn't have to be there's one or order, but there's like there's the order of the storytellers who might one day become, uh, you know, the the bee queen. Then there's the order of the mountaineers. The, the mountaineers who climb the mountains to return with gifts of goats and mountain berries. Yes, and you know, there's the the you know the order of flyers who catch those birds and go fly about. 
Yeah, to bring backstories to the storytellers. Yeah, and, you know, then there's the order of Kevin Weir, who just loves these blue plants. <laughs> you can eat them. They're psychedelic. <laughs> I've decided. Because you, cause you made me in charge of them. You said you didn't want anything to do with them. I, they, can, they can be whatever I want them to be. Yeah, you can make them plants. Uh, are they an uh, uh, accelerant or a depressant? Oh, both. That <laughs> uh, seems like a bad time for people who use they it. Do. <laughs> the, they, they do it. They're half one, half the other, but you never know which half it's going to be. Wow, so many people would not do this drug. <laughs> hey, if you luck out and you get like... Hey, high variability? <laughs> that's what people really like in their drug experiences. <laughs> hey, you make it part of the culture and they can't say no. <laughs> Great. Time to go lick the wall. I will uh, remind everyone of this podcast. Kevin is responsible for those plants. <laughs> I I tend the plants. I make them grow strong. Now go lick the wall. <laughs> you lick the wall and you tell me what you see. Yeah, and I, Maybe it shows you the future. I don't know. I think the only thing left to sort of discuss, because we've handled the bee and the nun, is heavy metal. And yeah. Kevin, what do you think the heavy metal does for influence? I already told you. <laughs> yes, no, but how I think, does that affect behavior? I think the idea – well, so it's culture. So how so how do we separate culture from lifestyle and – so? I mean social culture and lifestyle is easy to be split. But how do we split culture from lifestyle? It's really weird when we get these ones. I guess culture is – I mean lifestyle is day-to-day living, right? Yeah. But culture is the overarching – Is overarching behaviors – in a society. Mm-hmm. I guess that the idea is your overarching uh behavior. I now I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through what heavy metal is as a culture. I think I might be able to save without, you some time, Kevin. With no without going too much into just saying guar. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the big thing about like heavy metal is like like individualism, not like the the, the big the, usually the big heavy metal bands are like oh knock they they don't have an interest in commercial appeal. It's about a small group of being you know they are the ones like, they, like the fans appreciate the music. That's a big thing I think in heavy metal from people I know of heavy metal. I I think Kevin, there's a couple yeah. things that we can sort of infer from the idea that that this is the culture from heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And one I think I can sum it up in a lyric from Kiss, who are not heavy metal. Um, okay, but uh, it's shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. Uh, these these are people that are uh, boisterous, yeah, in their in their behaviors. I think there's a lot of crossover between heavy metal and punk is what we have to look at. I think maybe heavy metal, like I'm using punk is loud. Maybe heavy metal's louder. <laughs> I don't want to get in a fight between punk and heavy metal. But we got to do something here. The thing, to... I, the thing I would say is that heavy metal is a lot more structured than punk is. Okay. Um, you know, punk is about breaking the rules, you know, while heavy metal is about sort of taking those rules to extremes. Okay, yeah. yeah if if we're talking that's... in musical composition anyways. Yeah, which which means you, you we go along the lines of this is a, this is a world, a culture that really um, desires, like, authenticity. Yeah, I would say that. Like, yeah, authenticity, not selling out, uh, being 
uh, like, like it was weird in a in a in, in a in a group that has very much a lot of structure, being both none and a B. Yeah, there's like a idea of being opposed to authority. I don't necessarily think that is is the case in heavy metal. Don't think so. No, I mean, I I think there's a strong implication in a lot of the music of heavy metal that you're against authority, um, but generally, like they organize themselves. Like if you've ever been to a a, a show or a concert where there's multiple bands and one of them's heavy metal, like mm-hmm. you can tell who the heavy metal fans are. Oh, they, so they, they, the, the idea is that it's, it's more of like, they, <sighs> they rebel against others norms, but not their own. Yeah. So essentially, well, it, then in that case, it's literally like, it feels like it's supposed to feel like a subculture, yeah. which is weird when it's the only culture but well, here's something that I think can sort of tie it all together, Kevin. Yeah, uh, and I think it's because if the culture is heavy metal and we have this ingrained tradition of storytelling in the world, then that means yeah. they tell their stories through heavy metal. You, I mean, yes, there's definitely music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of heavy metal music, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, they're uninventive, but they invented electric guitars. <laughs> And then they stopped. And drum kits. And drum kits. Yeah. <laughs> and then they stopped. And every once and in every- a while, somebody comes up with, like, a windpipe or something and adds it to, like, yeah. a, a heavy metal orchestra. And they're like, oh. the, the funny thing is, like, I, the way I always think uninventive is not that they're, they're like, oh, oh, I don't like, um, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like the, the new inventions they're, they're not people who are afraid of inventive stuff they just don't do it so when it <laughs> yeah. does happen happen they're like oh yeah cool sweet what a sweet instrument you just made you guys i figured out how to beat everybody else's heavy metal stories i call it heavy speed metal <laughs> what if we just play faster and louder and there's more of us <laughs> bigger and bigger metal bands i mean that's what you're gonna have right you're gonna have like the one town who's like we we use speed metal stories they're gonna have another town who's like we just have the most guitars like this this is a world of people running full tilt across (laughs) like rocky plains just singing (laughs) at the top of their lungs just screaming out like (laughs) as loud as they can as they run it's as they run like, to the hills for their lives. Yeah. <laughs> I love the image of just them in full head down sprint, all very athletic. Yeah. Very like all these Olympians, but they're all scream like uh, but they're screaming scream like singing. <laughs> yeah, in unison. Yeah. And they're not like going to attacking when it's just how they go places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're having fun. They're doing they they alternate between singing songs and just doing like rugby cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And rugby's the perfect sport to reference. Yeah, you know, that's the, that is that is the one I was, that I was picturing for this. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else that we have like and I the thing is that I think we really nailed down the the mood pretty early on because these are all people who are doing these various sort of things, but they but their goals are really fluid, which is which sort of makes it look like they're uncertain. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, uh, when the adventurers like group goes out to have adventures, they don't mm-hmm. all go in one direction. 
They go out to the, yep. like the soccer field at the at, at, like edge of their camp or whatever, and yeah. they all run off in different directions. <laughs> well, what they do is they all they all go to the edge of the town. They all huddle up and with their arms over each other, their heads down, and, and they they sort of hype each other up a little bit. They go, "All right, three, two, one, break!" and they all sprint off in different directions. Yeah, yeah. And then one of yeah. them jumps on a colorful bird and flies away. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> and another, another one just goes. Face first into that wall, that <laughs> wall of of blue vegetation starts licking it. There's one in every village. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> Here, here's what it is. It is a hallucinogenic accelerant. Oh, great! That's yeah. horrifying, Kevin. You just made those plants bath salts. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, they're not going to hurt anyone. They're going to running off into a field someplace, yelling at the top of Kevin, their lungs, Kevin, jumping. This is a world of steep valleys. Yeah. Those people are running off of cliffs. Look, sometimes you'll lose one. Sometimes? Sometimes. These are bees. There's a lot of bees. A lot of bees in the world, my boy. So <laughs> quite often you lose that one. Well, you, you'll lose them, but there's also a good chance that they'll fall from they'll just fall on another... Uh, of those, the land is covered in blue vegetation. Yeah, but they're straight up sheets, Kevin. You <laughs> yeah. land on that, and it's cutting you in half. <laughs> Wait, how thin do you think they are? It says sheet, Kevin, so therefore it's sheet thin. Yeah, but a sheet of ice isn't that thin. Will, no, because you're thinking of sheets of ice, Kevin. Not a single sheet, multiple sheets. No, you can describe it as a sheet of ice. Yeah, but there are multiple sheets there. <laughs> And there could be multiple sheets <laughs> of this vegetation. Yeah, but... soft, and you softly land on land on it as it as you roll down, okay, getting wound okay. if up. It's soft, Kevin. How do you climb it? I didn't say it was soft. I said you softly land on it, oh, and then you get wound so up. So basically, by the, the bodies of these people are soft. <laughs> well, I mean, they're covered in they're soft, covered in they metal. Hit the hard sheet of plant. <laughs> Ah, yes, but they die doing what they loved. Being high as <laughs> it's getting fuck. Real, it's getting real high and running off into the wilderness. You know, Kevin, I've noticed a trend that you like to make all of the plants drugs. <laughs> Look, you didn't want to play with me with my sheets of blue plants. so I we're all... only supposed to take one detail, Kevin. We don't have to. We make the rules. We decide what we want. I thought that the, that the sheets of vertical, that the vertical blue sheets of plant matter was a cool thing that apparently you had no imagination <laughs> to put in. I just think it wasn't necessary. I think everything is necessary if we make it necessary. <laughs> now here, now because you weren't playing with me, I had to just keep escalating until you paid attention. Are you happy? Now you Are you happy now that your plants chop people in half when they fall on them? No, no, because you can't make decisions on the plants. You have already excluded yourself from plant decisions. That's why I decided what they do, and that is terrible drug things. <laughs> Great. Perfect. We have to roll a word <laughs> to add to this world, to wrap it all together. To make a title. To make a title. And I would like you to choose the type of word, Kevin, because I usually do. I have to choose a type of word. Last time we did a noun. This time, I want a verb. I want to verb it up. Give me that action, Kevin. Bam! Our verb is specify. <laughs>
Okay, specify. So specify. Got to work specify into the title somehow. Well, I mean, the idea is that you can't, that you know these people need to know what it like. What is the uh, the, the the cloister you're in? Are you a storyteller or are you a specify your future? Specify your intent. Specify your intent. Um, specify n- your intents. Specify your intents. Specify you are intense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we usually go the pun route. It should have an exclamation point. It should be like the name of a of a. <laughs> no, it's more of an indie rock band. It was like, like you know, specify you are intent. Well, it's you, you are, but I have to say you are because they're they're homonyms. <laughs> So specify exclamation point. Yeah, specify your intent. Point. Your intents. Intense exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think I think that <laughs> that clarifies it's a world that is both wildly structured yeah. and incredibly un- incredibly intense and unstructured. Yeah. This would be a great planet for someone to see from a distance and just be like, what is everyone doing? Why do they keep eating those plants? They're horrible. They're, they're just running around, going on adventures, not really achieving anything, but they all seem happy. They're just what? so into it. What's up with that? But meanwhile, they have a very rigid system of, hey, you do this and you only do this. There's no there's no real upward mobility Except for one random person. Yeah, and they, they like, hate it when somebody crosses like fields. When they're like, I don't <laughs> I don't want to be a storyteller anymore. Fuck you. Get back there. Write in that book. There's not even there's not even a side mobility. No. <laughs> what is what is uh, this this worked very well off of the idea that because our first mood was assertive and made a mistake for being uncertain. Yeah. Um <laughs> because those are those are like two opposite things. And this entire world you look at and you just don't get it <laughs> there's yeah, so yeah, anthrop- much anthropologists would have a hard time explaining this one <laughs> yeah, they're like i don't like without knowing the people themselves i don't think anyone that's why storytelling is so important because if you just looked at this as fossils on the record you'd be like what is happening well the, the best part too is that even though the stories are heavy metal if you looked at the lyrics they still follow the sort of nothing happens for a long time thing that, that's present in sagas yeah no these these are all metal songs like these are those 12 minute metal songs except for instead of them being mostly just guitar solos it's just a lot of <laughs> vocals saying nothing well, I mean, they're saying stuff, but it's sorry, like, saying a lot. Yeah, saying but, saying a lot, but meaning nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of those times where, like in the Odyssey, where it's like, oh, and he almost got home, but then he got blown away again. <laughs> and then uh, he headed home, but he was, oh, not <laughs> he's going home, but there was a whirlpool that led to the underworld. Ah, uh, and then he almost got home again, and then there was a windstorm that blew him onto an island, and, and everyone turned into pigs. The- <laughs> he had to have sex with a person. He had to. He had no choice. <laughs> no choice at all. No, there was no choice in that situation. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Greeks. He got blown on an island. He ruined everyone who's named No Man. Uh, <laughs> just, ha- just messing up the world. Just, just, just dicking around. Just, you know what? I'm gonna say that in this world, the Odyssey. 
uh, Odysseus is definitely high on those plans. I think I, I mean, (laughs) here's the thing. There are a bunch of stories that maybe you're like, okay, you know, I can sort of see where the venture's going, but because of all these plans, occasionally someone just like, you know, you're like, why, why did he do that in the story? I was like, well, because he licked the plant wall. Yeah, he was desperate enough for food because they are edible. Yeah. <laughs> that he was like, I guess I have to eat this horrible plant. <laughs> they're, they're edible and just covered in delicious slime. <laughs> oh, so, it, so, so they're it, even harder to climb now. So it also makes you thirsty. Or so it also makes you less, it also quenches your thirst. Because if you're thirsty, you're like, what, I guess. Is that what slime does? I mean, I just couldn't figure out a, a, a word that was as funny to say a slime for. There's just a lot of liquid pouring off these plants. Okay. If you think slime will quench your thirst and you like this podcast, please give us a rating review wherever you're listening to our podcast. All I'm saying is that slime can both quench your first and thirst and fill your stomach. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me, I'm at Mighty Thews on Twitter. And I'm at Sean K. Weir. And you can hit us both up at Third Spacecast. You can send us an email, thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Or check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. And our theme song is by Rug Boogie by Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space, where Kevin and I don our laser fashion. Oh, my pants are so hot! Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. Yeah.